Hi everyone, and welcome to an episode of the Improv Sound Off. An episode, we don't know when that uh, Yeah, I, I lost track a long time it's ago. It's the 10th. I am Con Varon. Kelly Laurie. And I'm Curtis Earhart. And with us today is our friend Uram Kutzolstein. Uh, Kutzol? I keep, I keep reading it in my head as, as an no, American... No, I usually Americanize it. Yeah, Kurtzel. Yeah, I mean, Kurtzel. it depends on the audience. Sometimes That's when true. I'm just with Turkish people, I say just Iram Kurtzel. Uh, Does Kurtzel mean something? Yeah. It means wolfly. Wolf. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, Kurt. Kurt. So, like, like yeah. Kurt. Uh, not to be confused with Kutsal. Kutsal, which means right. holy. Right. Uh, she's not holy. She's wolf-like. Yes. So, that's right. um, that's <laughs> It's important to get that out in advance. You do. You do sound like an action hero with that name. Right. Not and everyone about should it. know that because as she, you know, as we do the podcast and she makes her various comments, right. they should know that it's coming from a wolf, a wolf woman. Yes, and not from a holy person. <laughs> well, this will this will disambiguate a lot of what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and also, I would like to point out, and which may be um, evident to people by her use of the of the word disambiguate, <laughs> that Iram is not just an improviser, right, but an analytic philosopher. Indeed, and she's an assistant professor of philosophy at Boğaziçi University, which is a university in Istanbul. For those of you who are Philistines and know nothing about the outside world. That's not why she's here, though. We're here to talk more about improv-related stuff. Although, feel free to put in random things about metaphysics. What I would like to know. I would, what I would like to know is, what are some of your sayings? <laughs> sayings? Yeah, she's a philosopher, right? So she has right. Sayings. You've got to have quotes. I honestly thought growing up that, a philo- that a f- because all you ever saw was quotes from philosophers. That a philosopher was some like they would sit over a book. Their job just, is to produce saying. Yeah, just like well, sound bites, just like mark a full. Yeah. <laughs> Spatial temporal continuity is not a necessary condition of diachronic identity. That's that is a garbage saying. That's what that's what they said for. Science. It's have one with opposites. Go Oscar Wilde style. One for the opposites, where it's like, don't be fooled by a kiss. Don't let a fool kiss you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, that's, that's real good. philosophy. That's yeah. That's, that's philosophy for the working man. Yeah. By the way, I've, 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 that one's been trademarked. Anyway, so improv. So on the subject of I, what I think this this podcast might be about. Um, <laughs> so as uh, so we've introduced what you do now, but we have not introduced your relationship to improv. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself, and tell us about you and improv a little bit. Oh, okay. I I used to come to the. Uh, Improv jams that uh, a lot of people who are my friends now used to run together, like Curtis and Kelsey, and uh, and uh, and I used to really, really love it. My name was always in the hat, and I so I just couldn't get enough of it. And it happened last night too. Like every time, it's not my name coming out of the hat. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> no, those people, me. those people are not terrible. That, not that, no, nothing. Like and I that. would just crush no. I this love watching game. them, but there's not an infinite amount of time, and I really want to be up there, and not because yeah. I, I just, it's, it's so, really frustrating. I mean, it's very, and it's it's been like that. I mean, actually, like you wouldn't know this, but even growing up, I never saw a stage I didn't want to get off. Mm. So it's uh, it's very odd. Why I don't know. It's not like I'm great at it or anything, but I really love it. But I mean, that was going to be it for me, I thought, and until Curtis encouraged me to start uh, joining the lessons that he was giving, and then uh, he invited me to try it with, with the clap. And the rest is well, not yet history, but I guess it's recent history. <laughs> it's, it's history. It's happened. <laughs> yes. Just it's, for uh, I think I think an interesting history. point to bring up uh, <laughs> uh, uh, related to Iran. 
Firstly, I sympathise with the when your name doesn't get pulled out of the hat. And yesterday, my name got pulled out twice in quick succession. And Kelsey was like, no, Kenny's just, we've just had Kenny. And I was like, no! No! Just for a bit of context, very quickly, this is, um, this is an improv jam where it was uh, a series of short form games. Audience members would have their names put in a hat and drawn out, and whoever's name got drawn would play the next game. I would just like to say also that I love the way that when Khan is talking to the audience, he looks at the laptop as if he's like Skyping with like everyone who's listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, There's, uh, but also, Irem is a very good example of what we've been talking about, about improv being a learnt skill and that if you follow the, the guidelines, then you can become a very good improviser. And as Curtis has always said, Irem is a very good student. And mm. all the all the, the sort of guidelines of being honest and being a character, da 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 da, are all things that Irem has picked up through good studenthood and is thus a strong former right. with the clap. I think I've also, like I've said before, that like the, the message that you give is kind of hard to swallow, which is, because most people think like you're up there making, like I say, like complicated mental calculations and like thinking really fast. And when you say, really, no, it's just about being open and in the moment. Sounds kind of hippy-dippy to a lot of people and kind of zen-like. Which it is. And I think, yeah, which it is. But I think also people kind of resist that and think like, well, they're just saying that. But the really good people, they do it another way. But Rem never did that. She just like, I've never done, like she came in, I think, with like almost zero performance experience. And when she came in, she was just like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. So here's a guy who seems to kind of know what he's doing. So what does he have to say? And listened to it and actually applied it and made a lot of really excellent progress. I don't think I would have tried really to do it, though, if you hadn't encouraged me. So I do owe you a big thanks for that. I think you you don't think that there is much to do with talent in this, and I, I really appreciate that. But I think you, uh, <laughs> you did say that some something about my I, I was being present or something like mm. that. That came kind of maybe that goes with liking to be up there. Uh, I don't Possibly. know, but um, yeah. uh, having something to go with was I think a great bit of encouragement. And, uh, and then yeah, I was like, so do you think I'm talented? No, you said and corrected. And gave all that you know, spiel again. And, I mean, it wasn't again. That was the first time I was hearing it, and that—that uh, that really is. Uh, I said that very you said, "Do you think I'm talented?" And I said, "No." No, you didn't say that I wasn't talented. You said that it didn't have huh, to do right, with right, talent. Right, right. This okay. is not. That sounds not, like skirting oh, a question. I don't think I said actually to correct that. I mean, uh, not. I wasn't asking about talent. I was really asking, was I good or something like right. that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, I mean, you can't be good. I mean, put your fingers on the piano for the first time. Are you going to be good? That was your analogy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, but I have always been the, like, whatever it takes to be a good student, I have it to 11, so it's like, like, okay, like, show me the steps and I'll do all of it and let's see where it goes. We can be, so we're in polar opposites, I'm an appalling student. Yeah, but he has <laughs> bucket loads of talent. But oh, yeah, so I mean, I've, had, I've just been grading the p- papers of students like you, like are appalling throughout the semester, and then they pull out this final paper. You're like, whoa, this is what I, everything else that we've been doing was building up to. So okay, right. but fine, I, you I get the that. BA. That, that kind of describes me as well. My, my friend, my friend, my friend described me when I was the best man at his wedding, um, and I lost his uh, hotel room keys within like a minute of him giving them me. Because <laughs> I, lo- I didn't lose them. I gave them to somebody who needed them, and then forgot that I'd given it to them and who I gave them to. And uh, it's just one of the bridesmaids. It's one of the bridesmaids. I forgot that I was actually in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, that I, yeah, I, I was, was going to a wedding. And uh, and he said he, he somebody he went like fucking Kenny's lost my hotel keys within like a minute of me giving them to him. 
and uh, and so I was like, well, you know, whatever. And uh, he goes, he goes, he goes. Kenny's like one of those, you know, you those like mad geniuses that can't tie their own shoelaces. He's like, Kenny's one of them, but he's not a genius. <laughs> and the way I've always conceptualized my attitude towards performance is that a, I really wanted to do it, and b, I really cared about doing it well. Yeah, over time, those things, I think, contributed to me being the kind of person who got complimented on being like a natural performer. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually true of a lot of things. I think when, when we call somebody talented, a lot of the time what we're actually doing is, is we're actually pinpointing something which is not inborn genius. <clears throat> because I think that's actually incredibly rare. And like one if of, it exists at all. If, even if it exists, right, yeah. yeah. The thing that we're actually picking up on is the fact that these people put a lot of energy and dedication into getting good right. at what they did. I, the willingness to, to make the extra effort I, to... I think in yeah. practice, like with any skill, but here specifically with improv, <clears throat> if you just don't get good at improv after like, you know, five years of trying or something, it's, I don't think it's that you lack some sort of genetic capability to do it. You know, yeah. It's that, A, you either don't actually like improv that much or you don't care Which enough about it. could itself be genetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true. But, but, it's, but I don't think that's like a skill thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's more, of, it's more of your attitude and your enthusiasm for the subject. Right. And various, like, personality-bound things, mm -hmm. like your ability to take criticism, which can have genetic factors for all I know, but, but it's, not, it's not that you're like... Nobody, I, don't, I don't think anybody is genetically incompetent. That's my yeah, suspicion. Yeah. So that's the thing with improv, and I think performance in general, is that to speak of talent is, it's actually kind of a vague term, and I don't think it's actually right. that useful. And I think to complicate things a little uh, further, um, you can be like a, a good improviser, and you can be a popular improviser, and I think everyone kind of wants to be both. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can really, you really only have control of, over whether you're a good improviser. Like you can work really hard and uh, do everything you're supposed to do and become like a really good improviser. And I think like pretty much anyone in that situation is going to be uh, a performer that people will enjoy watching. But to be like a TJ Jaganowski requires a kind of like X factor that you really just can't pinpoint. Because I don't, th like, when I was in Chicago, it was like, it was almost like a cliche. Whenever, whenever anyone would ask you like, who's your favorite, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, who's your favorite improviser? The answer was always TJ, like, oh, TJ. And you sort of like roll your eyes, like, I'm not original, like, it's TJ, of course it's TJ. And it's not, I don't think like anyone really thought people, that it was because... Like that with me in the club. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think anyone really thought that it was because TJ was that much better than anyone else. Hmm. Like TJ was just more popular and for hmm. reasons that no one really could explain or understand. Right. Um, so I think like you can try really hard to be a good improviser and I think most people actually will get there if they do the work that's required to do that. But you won't necessarily be as popular as other people who do the same work. Yeah. And there's really no control you have over Remembering how uh, I feel about most of the week, there is not enough chances to uh, to to work harder at it. You know, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can only uh, do so much by yourself, right. and mm. yeah. only once a week. And I, I wish that there was more going on in this town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I ask you how? Like, does um, you know your your process of of studying and learning improv? Did it feel particularly challenging or particularly different to anything else that you? Learned or studied it's a or... completely different kind of thing from anything else I've tried. Mm. And uh, the first uh, months, few, few months I was doing it, when I was talking to my friends about it, I was saying, it works, it, it takes me to a place I've never been to before. And also that it was working out parts of my brain I'd never worked out before. Mm. Uh, and, and it felt really fantastic for both of those reasons. Mm. And also um, the... The, the place I've never been to before, to, I mean, it's 
it, it's a little hard to explain to someone who sure. doesn't know what that is, what that is. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners, I think, are people who are interested in improvisation. So I think they performance can get right. Right. So right. It, it overlapped yeah. with those times when things went really well without trying. Mm. So it wasn't particularly challenging because when it went that way, mm-hmm. it wasn't challenging at all. That's right. when it felt yeah. super, super easy and sweet and you were flying somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you remember any particular uh, show or, or scene or even just like no, a line I have or a, a moment. I have a memory for that sort of thing. I remember very few moments. Yeah, I'm, so I'm very similar. Like, in fact, the better the show goes, the the, the less you remember. Less likely I am to. But do, do you have a kind of a pinpoint in your mental map where, you're like, I remember, I, although I can't remember everything I said, I remember that show. I I rocked it. Have you got? Have you got like a particular one that you? No, no, because it's when it is happening, you don't notice that it yeah. is happening because you're not thinking about it. Mm. And then afterwards, people say, "Hey, that thing that you da 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 was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I was just there. Yeah, and it was great. Like... It felt great, but I I can't." You still delivered one of the and and people made fun of me afterwards for laughing really loud on the side of the stage, and and turning the uh, and making a huge echo around the theatre because I was laughing too hard when the, we had a, a scene about a month ago. Uh, where uh, Kelsey was uh, a tree hugger, um, oh, yeah. resisting uh, being like knocked down to make a mall, and uh, and in the next scene, someone was saying to you, going like, you know, what if uh, what if she doesn't resist? And you're like, that that's her thing, like she will. That's her thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a small a small line, and I can't remember many people yeah. laughing, but I remember laughing really hard, and then Rob <laughs> making fun of me because you could hear the laughter like bouncing off the side of the. <laughs> That looked a bit silly. The no, I also, on the side was I, like, I, I also had a big reaction to that line. I remember. But that's 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 kind of like the classic thing with what we're talking about. It's not yeah. in its in of itself a funny line. Yeah, you, it's it, not, it usually doesn't survive being explained. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though I described it with yeah, yeah total clarity. The audience is probably going lucidity. My brain's making this weird sort of connection where I'm thinking of that that scene in Inception when. You are your brain. Just say, I'm making this conception. This, uh, yes. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the, that scene in Inception where Leonardo DiCaprio explains the whole like dream creation process right. to Ariadne uh, Page. What's her name? Ellen Page. Elaine Page, yes. Yeah, and um, did you say Eileen Page? It's an Elaine. Elaine, Elaine Page, right? Of musical Ellen. fame. It's Ellen Page. Is it Ellen Page? Elaine Page is the singer and singer. Oh, yes, Ellen Broadway Page. Star. Anyway, um, um, Juno fame. Yeah, anyway, Leonardo DiCaprio is like... Kitty Pryde in the X-Men. He's yeah. talking to Ellen Page and basically he's describing it as like your brain is sort of creating and perceiving at the same time. And um, and sort of... That's what your brain is doing right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh but, but it's an unconscious process for dreams normally, right? And I'm wondering if... Yeah. This this is super abstract and far fetched, but I'm wondering if like because so, I have the same thing. I don't remember individual scenes or moments right. very well at all. I I don't think like off the top of my head, I can't even think of like five things that I've done in improv right. performances. Um, <coughs> and I'm Been wondering a pirate, if because old man. yeah, I mean I can remember types that I play, but that's about it. And I'm wondering if that's because if it's related to to that sort of dreamlike process of of a lot of what you're doing is completely unconscious. And not considered, and as a result, your your conscious brain just doesn't retain it very well. Can I can I bring it the way you forget dreams? Something really interesting happened Kenny to me. Kenny did not think that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> something really interesting <laughs> happened to me. Can I just talk about something else? <laughs> something really interesting happened to me in the last show. Was it the last? I think it was the last show we did, and um, I didn't have a huge part in it. But I remember there was a scene right towards the end. It was in the final scene of the show, and 
uh, you're always kind of aware, you're either kind of aware of the words coming out of your mouth, what you're about to say, and sometimes the audience is a bit fuzzy and you can't really hear what's coming from the audience. Um, and I was delivering a line to my scene partner, Karen, and I remember a previous how, guest on the improv sound off. Yeah, and I remember as the words were coming out of my mouth, consciously thinking. I, I literally don't know what I'm saying. Is it like I, I don't, as they're coming out? I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like the crowd like laughing as I was saying it, and then I finished the line, and they laughed like hell. And I remember thinking, even during saying it, I didn't know what I was saying yeah. to the point where I consciously thought my mouth's just moving and right. words are coming out. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I have no recollection of what I said whatsoever. Not even I have a rough idea of the theme of what I might yeah. have said. That's that, that's what, isn't that when you become the thing you're trying, you were trying to be before and then you're, you're so yeah. instant but, but, like you can't like also judge it and look at possibly. it. Possibly. But I mean even even so you're still kind of aware of words. There's, like a, there's like a fleeting moment in which you're like briefly aware of your own like transformation into the right. character that possibly, you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was strange. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a zinger of a line though, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> well because right. Iram like has like I, I've known you for a while now and um as long as I've known her, she was never, like, a person who commanded attention with, like, gags, jokes, you know, trying to make people laugh or whatever. Like, she was always a person who liked laughing and was, like, a, you know, a fun conversationalist, but never, like... Jump on the tables, look at me. They were, like, a really performative type conversationalist. <laughs> and um, when I see her now get up on stage and just, you know, just deliver lines and make, you know, 50 people in, in the audience just laugh out loud. 50 people in the audience, that is the audience. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole I'm, I'm trying to let the audience, audience know at the same people. time how large the audience is. Ah, okay. good. An audience of 50 it's people. Not like 50 people in a 5,000. Right. Yeah. Audience. <laughs> no, no, that's good. I should phrase it this way. Kyle will take care of this in post, but I'll phrase it this way. Uh, to see her up there making an audience of 50. Uh, right? what, making 100% of the audience. 100% every one of every single individual in an audience of 50 people or orifices laugh at the same time yeah. while producing a lot is, of a, is very gratifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. as, it, as it might be for you. It is. Yeah. I, but I, I honestly don't know when laughter is coming and when right. it's there. It's like, okay, great. I mean, I took your, uh, your lesson on that to heart, I think. That was I TJ's. To, um, I gotta give credit to TJ for that. Well, yeah. Can you um, remember a... Uh, Obviously, like you said, you have no performance experience prior to this. Or basically, may I just go back yeah. and say sure. something else? Um, uh, while never being a per, per, what did you call that? Perform performance person in parties or whatever. Performer. Performer. It's um, like you were not like a performative conversation. Like I cannot tell a joke well, etc. Yeah, no. Too. But but uh, <laughs> but um, I did occasionally. I mean, I do occasionally get people to crack up really, really good sure. without intending to and that's what happens on stage as well right so yes that's all i want to i remember about. i said this before like uh, the woman maria uh, now frankel then engelman yeah. or maybe flood i'm not sure um had said to me like curtis you're funny but never when you're trying to be <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because you're always trying to be funny yeah <laughs> well maybe at the time i was i don't know I was like, i'm trying to impress maria um and i, I think there. <laughs> TJ, TJ has this line it's like effort is ugly right and I think that's I mean really only true in improvisation it's only because you're sweaty yeah right? like if, you, if you're like watching a basketball game like everyone just loves it when the guy's like diving for the ball and he's like sure. putting in like the taking out the front absolute like front utmost line. amount of like physical like energy expended to like actually win the game it just really wins people over mm-hmm. 
But when you're improvising, like trying too hard is really unbecoming. Yeah, very yeah. unbecoming. Well, I think um, that's perfect word for it. Effort is effort is also I it mean, does not become like in a film or something. There's you know people will talk about somebody looking like they're trying too hard, mm-hmm. um, and it's very strange to me. That that's I'm unpicking all sorts of linguistic conventions today, but it's a strange phrase if you think about it. It is, yeah, because like you should try hard to make right. A good I mean, film. like you should yeah. try really hard. I mean, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis doesn't look like he's trying hard right. when he's performing. Visible, but, but he, you know, every role he takes, he works for two years right. before like they even start yeah. shooting. Well, also, but, but, I but, think like, like with that, the, the, the trick is like making the effort invisible. Like I think yeah. TJ like has been improvising for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, and that effort when he's performing is obviously invisible, but without it, like he wouldn't be the performer That's that he is. But again, the effort is, is there's a tremendous amount of effort that goes into a good improv performance, but none of it is, I think, perhaps during the performance. All right. of the effort is yeah. all of the time you spent rehearsing and honing. Or skills. also yeah. just living. Sure. Mm. That's, Experiencing life, uh, making observations, right. uh, interacting well, with people. You shouldn't put in effort is ugly in improv on the stage because your effort should not be principally on the stage it should be off the stage geared towards the thing well that's it and the, the more effort you right. put in prior to it the less effort you have to put in when you're Misplaced on displaced effort yeah. did you ever have a moment you ran um, in your early days as a performer where you felt like you were trying too hard on stage and and it sort of did not result in what you would uh, have liked it to if it depends on my uh, scene partner maybe like um, I might be trying to uh, I might be trying to affirm what they did but if they jump from something to a whole new thing and now I want to form both this and that and it may be impossible huh. but I might feel that okay this is hard now I'm going to try to come up with something that connects both huh. of these things and then so you you're saying like a bad like, a bad improv partner can force you to make an effort where you shouldn't have to because they shouldn't be right. you know Ooh, forcing you I, sorry I uh, <laughs> oh. this is related but I had a but I had I had a realization, which is that Iram gave us one of our early questions yes, on is, the improv yes. sound of. It was, it was a question about uh, how can I, I sometimes find myself in my stuck head. in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was asking if there's any way we could get out of it. And we spent a lot of time we, bullshitting we were, ways. We were to, shitty. We were, that yeah. wasn't bullshit. I took, I took my advice straight from a book. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bullshit. my advice. Yeah, I, I mean, well, we, yeah. we talked about it. So, uh, it's completely putting a spot. Did, I mean, I know you listened to our podcast. Did you find anything of, of value in that? Do you remember anything? Or did you learn? Or, you, or did you talk you, to did someone you find actually useful? To be perfectly honest, I had an answer in mind, and it is the one okay. that Kenny gave. Boom! And it is, uh, oh, I probably read it in the same place he did, in, in um, McNapier? uh, McNapier's book. So, I was pimping you, basically. Oh! A rem! I didn't read it in McNapier's book. I read it in a, a, and the a homeless man's for journal. Now <laughs> is that you should try to uh, talk, as, I mean, speak, respond as quickly as yeah. you can, so mm-hmm. that you uh, don't get in your head. But has, has it helped? Um, Regardless of who the advice. Do you feel on. like you have less trouble with that than you used to? I I suppose not. I, mean, I don't have any particular deep things to say about it, but yes. Yeah, so so, you, so you you wasted a question, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you sent yeah. us a question. You didn't care about it. Was it. You, had no, you had no intention of taking we it on board. We sucked at answering it. <laughs> we didn't suck at answering We answered it with professionalism. And, well, and <laughs> you <laughs> echoed something from Mick's book, and Khan and I said I'm a journalist. I take, I take things from one person. I think I actually said another. something similar to the other I thing. I said which stick was your thumb up your butt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> Swirl it around. I think you may have cut it, but I did say that. Okay. But no, I think... Um, 
if I remember right, I said listen. Mm-hmm. Um, t- turn your focus on your scene partner, which I don't mm-hmm. think is bad advice. Turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, but I'm then if your scene partner is also thinking the same thing, you could be stuck. They're like, I'm now going to focus on him. Yeah. And then you have two. Like, you remember like we were doing Meisner and uh, I was with Andrew Hmm. And I, I was like so focused on him and so like absorbed in him that I wasn't like providing him with like anything except like a guy. You were who's, just reacting. I was like providing him just with a guy who's studying him like super closely. Yeah. <laughs> right. I never like moved from it, and he was just like, "Why you, dude? Stop, please." <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like you know if you're in that situation where you're in your head and you're like you're suddenly you decide, like, I'm going to get out of this by studying my scene partner very closely. If your scene partner's doing that at the same time, the result could be hilarious. Yeah. It's, yeah. And not in a good way. But not avoiding eye contact is a big one up there, too, I think. Um, and really, mm-hmm. really, I mean, not not only not avoiding it, as in, like, looking in the vicinity of their right, eyes, yes, but, like, actually looking at them deeply in the eyes. Like yeah, yeah. I've, I've told this to so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're looking for is not on the ground. Right. It's in the eyes of your scene partner. There isn't a fucking Mars bar down there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's where everyone looks, right? When they first start, they do that thing where they turn from the scene partner, their head goes down, they start pacing, and they're... What do I do now? What do I and they're do thinking, now? right? What do I do now? Yeah, I do like find the there's a conflict. That I do find sometimes it's a conflict where you like, right, look, in, right, look into the eyes of the person that you're doing it with. We had, actually, we had a scene, uh, I think it was in the, the show that I mentioned earlier, uh, like the last one we did, uh, me and you were in a scene, and it was going pretty well, if I remember rightly. Um, we're looking at each other in the eye, reading each other. Everything was pretty natural. And halfway through, I was, re- I was like, I haven't moved a muscle <laughs> apart from my jaw since this. <laughs> okay, we were just talking to each other, standing there. And I was like, I want to walk around. And I was like, but I'm supposed to keep looking at it. Like, I can't kind of wander off and get a drink and come right. back as right. I'm talking to you. I was like, supposed to... No one's going to say I wouldn't, yeah. but I'm just going to look at nice and I'll walk away and they'll tell me I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. I found with, uh, with acting, with the, the I remember, I remember actually, again, a conscious thought on stage was uh, I was having a scene with Dorota and um, it was one of the, it was like the longest uh, dialogue that we have. And I knew all the lines completely off my head, like mm-hmm. to the point where I didn't have to think about them. And I could just kind of look at her and do my movements and just have the words go out well. And uh, halfway through, I was like, I haven't, like, made any kind of genuine human connection with it. Like, acting might look as if we have, but, like, mm-hmm. improv, you feel like you're kind of with, you're with the other person. Yeah. Whereas that, it was kind of two people moving around, looking at mm-hmm. each other, just basically remembering lines and saying them. Uh, and I was like, is that, does that mean you're doing it well or are you doing it badly? And I was like, are you supposed to kind of be able to speak to the show without me. Stop it. Yeah. That was well, I mean, this can all be cut. Actually. It's not <clears> all because because huh? it is recording. Yeah. It is recording. But, um, cut that out. It's but the but the <laughs> interesting bit is is Iran's answer to mm. that question. Okay, so so here so here's a question of interest. Do uh, do you find that doing improv and practicing? Say, here's a question of interest. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> okay, so here's a question. <laughs> 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 Yep, yes, and my delivery stuff. Unlike all the other questions we've asked today, um, this one's interesting. So, okay. so, um, hey guys, good news! I just thought of an interesting question to ask you. Oh wait, wait, stop! I've got an interesting. I finally, I've got. Oh god! Jesus. After half an hour of guff. Go. Uh, okay, so, um, so, um, do you? F- Why don't you ask me? 
really interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, how do you find? Do you find at all that your doing improv well. has? Uh, <laughs> no, you all you all gang up on me, and I don't like it. Uh, okay, so you know, do you find that um, that improv has changed the way you do other things in life, like like philosophy, for instance? Um, it has helped me in two ways. Um, one, I had a I had something like a, well, not something like it. I had a big writer's block going for, going on for a long, 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 long time. And, um, and it, at one point I noticed I'm the one holding myself back. And, and then I think that just being there on t- at a certain time and just letting myself do it, mm-hmm. uh, was this, was something I think that improv helped me with. In a way, it's hard to explain. I was like present for myself, and I kind of yes ended myself or something <laughs> like that. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be there at 8 a.m. and it'll happen. And I was there at 8 a.m. and I said, now I'm gonna start writing, and it mm-hmm. happened. So yeah. that uh, faith in yourself. Like like when you when we're doing the Laurent and it's your turn and you go out there and there's nothing to do but to but be to a person it. and do something and and uh, and it was like that. Like okay, you so you are a writer and now you write. That's all it is. Right. I mean, right. it, you may have to edit it later, but that's, that's much fine. better. That's, why, that's yeah. why we have well, the yeah, 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 It's overcoming fear, so right? The, the, so the, something like that. Um, or not, or judgment, it, like not overcoming it because fear is still there probably, but right. it's like you learn to work with it, work well, I think, like, the it, reason, alongside it. I think the reason like that. that I improvise and don't do other things is because other things require, like other you know artistic pursuits, is that other things like require you doing something and then, like, appraising it as something worthy mm. for public consumption. And nothing I've ever done has ever been appraised worthy by me as public. worthy of public consumption. <laughs> but when you're improvising, you don't have that, you don't get the option of judging. Sure. You just have to put it out there. And uh, I feel like maybe that's kind of like, you took that attitude over to your writing, which is like, maybe like what was stopping you from doing that was like, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. But when you're improvising, you don't have the option. I can't, I can't. I can't. Right. What am mm-hmm. I going to, what am I going to, what am I You don't I have the option because you're there. I'm there. And you're either going to do it or you're I'm not going to do it. And that's it. Yeah. 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 Um, but so that's, that's about method. And, and uh, it actually has influenced, I think, uh, my philosophical thinking too. One of the things I'm interested in. What's uh, your new in, philosophy? In philosophy, yeah, was uh, like what persons are. And uh, no, we don't have time to get into the details of it, obviously. But, um, I like from Curtis saying just be a person, and I know we should credit someone for that. Just be a uh, person. Paul Grandi. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Citation. Uh, I'm basically a magpie. I, I have really nothing original to say about improvisation. Right. Um, these are walking encyclopedia of uh, sayings. <laughs> you want to know what some of my sayings are? I've stolen quite a few right. from other so, more talented so people. So if that's being a person, then what is a person based on that? This being being a person, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And sure. um, so I have been thinking about what it is. What is it to act in, a, in the you know philosophical sense? What makes some? What makes your behavior be a way of acting on stage, like being an actor? And um, and then that actually helps me think about what it is to be a person. And what makes you the person you are, as opposed to someone else uh, that you are very close to in your vicinity. That is not like really who you are, but it's right. related to you in an intimate way. Um, like someone who has just slightly different ambitions than you are because they're not like, but you would, you don't identify with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I do, uh, my, my philosophy is getting influenced by it too in content as well as in method. 
And you've also started improvising your lectures because you can't write your chat anymore. It has helped me be a uh, lighter teacher yeah. on, uh, in the classroom. I don't improvise my lectures, uh, at least not more than I used to. <laughs> but I, uh, I do find it a little bit easier to like have some fun while yeah. up there. And, uh, and sometimes students giggle, and I do like it when they giggle. I do notice that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting, because also, I also found, because I'm also half, I suppose, a proper writer at this stage. I never had like a writer's block problem with uh, nonfiction or academic writing, but with creative writing, it was very much a recurring bugbear. To some degree, it still is, but most of my like actual complete creative writing Got, has gotten done since I started improv. And I'm not entirely sure that's a coincidence. And uh, although I'm not sure to what degree it's changed my concept, my philosophical concept of personhood, uh, it's, it's definitely influenced uh, the, way I, the way I think about characterization. Because you can't, you can't, I think you can't do improv and not sort of learn things or change your opinions perhaps about things like uh, motive and subtext and self-esteem and like, like you will encounter like, them with like what yeah like to what degree you all these like, like hidden mechanisms that sort of you know are ticking away under like our daily interactions right wants needs i've actually had the opposite thing which was having been a writer hmm. um i never had writer's block too often but the two times i had it really hard they ended up being the two most well received at least amongst my peers stories that i ever wrote and uh, they were both uh, big interviews or features, like 2,000 word features or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, on both occasions, I got writer's block and had to write them on the on a train from one story to another. And I didn't have any time. So I was like, I had half an hour to write 2,000 words mm -hmm. and I couldn't think of anything to write. I wasn't happy with the quotes that I had. I had almost nothing to work with. And I was like, well, I don't have a choice. I'm just going to have to write them yeah. and just see what comes out. Mm -hmm. And it was like, -la 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 -la, like that hand them off to the sub-editors, let them deal with it. And uh, and actually coming to improv, like going into a scene, it was like, it's okay, just, you haven't got a choice now. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think, I think probably... The process is the project. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, uh, for me in my writing process, one of the most uh, galvanizing uh, thoughts that I've ever had is... Ah, fuck it. Let's just get it done with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which which sounds horrible because you know you right. want like artistic. It expression. sounds lazy, but, but you that's actually really the thought that drives you to, I think, come up with some really stellar material. You've interviewed a bunch of people now, and uh, this comes up. Well, ten. Uh, but, no, uh, no. But you've spoken ten. to. I mean, Curtis has at least just spoken to. You know, has been talking to a lot of improvisers over the years. That is true. How common is it to have such a closely knit group of improvisers and being friends so much? I mean. I, on one hand, I feel like, okay, so there's a selection going on here. Most of you are, uh, you know, most of, not all of you are expats here. Mm. And that already mm. selects and maybe there is a kind of person that I meet. That's, mm. I think, it's, I think a, there is. I think it's extremely common it's among, common. like, kind of new institutions. Like, I think so. uh, 30, 40 years ago in Chicago, people improvising were all really, really good friends. Now it's probably less common because it's more institutionalized. It's larger. There's a lot more people involved. Uh, we people are joining for different reasons. I think it can make a career out of themselves. Right. Well, the element of competition decide. gets talked about a lot in the people right. with the people that we've interviewed, and and that's something that we've had very little of. No, I think the fact that we're all doing this together, <laughs> and the fact that we're all really good friends, um, 
is not disconnected from the fact that like there's nothing else going on. Like if if we were all doing this together with like uh three thousand other people, mm. um, I mean it's it just sort of makes sense that those three thousand people wouldn't be as good of friends as like as we ten or fifteen yeah. are. Well, I mean things can even this get. This is a little odd to me because I mean we talk about looking at each other in the eyes, mm. and I think. I don't know if it's just me, but if I look at someone in the eyes for 14, like four to 10 minutes mm-hmm. um, off and on, I actually, something does happen between the people, the actors, not you just want to the, fuck that person. Not the characters. <laughs> I mean, you do connect with them yeah, on yeah, a personal yeah, level. And yeah. so, how but, is it preventable to actually become generous? But you can, you can connect with people on, on some levels and not others. <coughs> like, like the, two, the two guys who host Mythbusters are like. I mean, like they, they have like the super great chemistry on screen, but they mm. don't hang out at all mm. uh, outside of their work, and it's just because they don't have that sort of connection. Kelsey and Andrew and and Olivia and I were in we're in a group called Simple Present Sense, which was which was sort of lots of Turks. Simple Present Tense. Yeah, I mean, but it's Simple Present Sense. It was you know by by the by vote we picked that name, and we we got along pretty well, like especially as the like as our performance approached. Um, but you know, we didn't. I don't think we, in our personal lives, gelled as much as yeah, you and uh, as, as the, we the clap. Yeah, you and Kelsey have been acting for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the 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 clap people were already good friends by that point, so well, that was happening. But we we didn't we did hang out with each other socially every so often, but we didn't really do it to anything like the same extent that that the clap does. Yeah, and I think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. But I, but I do think there are separate levels of connection. Well, think about if imagine cheers. <laughs> There's a uh, if there was a let's say there's like a European wide uh, competition for improv and the number one prize got a TV show or something like that right mm-hmm. some some great pot of gold at the end of the rainbow yeah and we were like right let's do it as the clap we felt that we had a, a reasonable chance of winning why it. are you doing this to us Kenny <laughs> yeah sorry and uh, and uh, we were like right we've got it for six months to like really hone our craft like let's double the amount of rehearsals da 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 yeah and then like. Let's say three of the eight aren't pulling their weight or don't seem to care as much or something like that. Right. It would immediately cause friction. The, thing the is, other five would be like, "Come on, I want this. Like, I want this to be my career or whatever." And the other three are like, "Well, I've got a good job. I don't really care." Right. You yeah. know, it would immediately cause friction. We have that. We have. We do, although we have, we all do get on quite nicely anyway because yeah. we're, we're all great. We're people. all really, it's, really it's difficult great to answer that question uh, meaningfully because, like, for me, I wouldn't be in that position in the first place. I wouldn't see much value in trying to get like a an improv award. And I, that's and it. You'd and, be gone then. Yeah, you probably yeah. would be because because the because yeah. you, you know why can't because you're not a closer. Yeah. yeah, you're not a closer. Yeah, like basically, I don't I don't value awards in the context of improv whatsoever. And so fuck like, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking hippie. You know, that's the thing. Like basically, as soon as we you get piece of human <laughs> garbage. Shit. Like I can understand having to put on a. No, but had a show no just shut up. Right? Stop talking, all right? <laughs> like, putting on your You're tearing down the, but the getting... bourgeois system that we have spent years erecting. Right. And but, um, so the point it, is, like, as, soon as, we, as soon as we started trying to put pressure on one another to do something in service of getting an award, I would feel myself getting distanced. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, you would be I mean, on... You'd be with, on I with, hang out with you guys socially, I mean, generally, not yeah. at the moment, because I'm a hermit, but... <laughs> Uh, but but I would even with, from you guys I would get distanced yeah. if we started. Getting right, you you would choose the side of the losers. Yeah, yeah. I would. 
I'm a loser um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Bean loses the new cool. I could say that like one of the challenges of approaching this like a student. Oh, Rem's is, got something serious. To say. Is yeah. is that you don't get feedback the way students do. How's that? And that, um, like I, for instance, you can as a student, you can talk to your teacher, your advisor, and get like some one-on-one feedback oh. on how am I doing, how's it going. Like mm. I'm not just talking about grades. Obviously, we don't get grades. I'm not talking about that. Cool. I don't expect that. But really, like, okay, this, <laughs> here's your weakness. If you want, I can give you a grade. You, uh, you get an A. Oh. Um, but even A has like room for improvement, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not good enough. She was not kidding when she said up to 11. Mm. She's a student student. Mm. You don't get to, I mean, I don't know how it's like in other places, like mm. Chicago or something, but you don't get to find out, oh, this is my weakness, and this is something I can work on, this is how I can work on it. Or uh, here's my strength. Uh, it would be good for me, if, uh, for, for everyone, if I work this up more and yeah. you use mm-hmm. it more. It's all uh, subtle. And yeah. you pick it up. Or if you don't pick it up, you don't pick it up. There's nothing you can do about that. So it's hard for someone who is approaching this like a student. It's hard to know how to go on mm-hmm. uh, because you don't get that like uh, seasonal evaluation like students do you don't don't, like stop and like take stock of how far you've come yeah exactly Yeah. alright that's that's probably a good place to to wrap it up Uh, so Iram thanks thanks for having me yeah thanks very much for for being on our podcast Uh, everybody uh, out there you can get in touch with us uh, in any number of ways but most prominently by emailing us at improvsoundoff at gmail.com. You can additionally choose, if you like, to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. You can like our Facebook page, uh, English Improv in Istanbul. All sorts of good stuff. And thank you for listening to the Improv Sound Off. See you next time. And stay gold, pony boys and girls, and gender-fluid, non-binary people.